What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Hello Ghostly Podcast. I am going to be your one and only host. My name is Ryan, or Hello Ghostly, if you are searching for me across the interwebs. And I am highly caffeinated today. I am knocking back coffees like it's water right now because I have a ton of stuff I've been planning to do today and I'm trying to get as much of it done as possible. But welcome back to another gaming-related podcast. We're going to discuss some gaming news as usual and there is some fantastic news stories that we're going to get to discuss today. I would kind of get into what I've been playing slash watching, however, I don't really have much to discuss in that regards. I've been playing the same things, I've been watching the same shows, and I've not really got much to say on either. So I'm still working through Neo The World Ends with you. I'm having a great time with it. I'm loving it, but it is taking me longer than I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be a quicker game than what it is. I don't know why I thought that because it's another JRPG so it's obviously going to be a long video game. I didn't really think of that when I started it but I'm trying to get it finished before Hades launches on Friday so I'm trying my best to like crack on through it as quick as possible. I am close to the end from what I can tell there's like three days left if I'm correct so hopefully I'll be able to knock them out very soon but it's been a bit difficult because I've been trying to keep up with my Apex Legends stuff as well. Season 10 just launched and working through my daily challenges every single day and they've been a bit of a slog lately and also for some reason Respawn thought it would be a good idea at the start of a new season to just drop a brand new Apex Legends Arena Flash event which is just basically earn some Apex packs but you know me I have to do everything so I've been working on that too so I'm kind of frustrated about that because I'm not a huge fan of Arena so I'm playing that with a huge disdain the entire time I'm not the happiest panda about that but I am doing it and with it is taking up most of my gaming time it takes like two or three hours to get through and by the time I get to it it's time to either spend time with the wife or maybe go on to Neo The World Ends With You and I'm only getting like an hour's worth of playtime in that one. So it's been kind of a slow uphill climb the last week or so so I'm going to keep on climbing and I'm going to try my best to get it done before Friday which is very unlikely because i got three days left in game time and tomorrow is when Hades comes out so I don't think I'm going to get to Hades until about Sunday which is kind of frustrating but what are you going to do? But enough about me and my gaming woes, let's get into some gaming news shall we because the back for blood developer has been discussing their excitement about launching on game pass day and date and it gets me excited indeed so this comes from a recent interview where the developer known as matt o'driscoll discussed their excitement for back for blood coming to the game pass day and date and how it could possibly benefit the game at launch they said the following yeah day one launching on game pass that's going to be kind of crazy right we need a player pool so that we've got matches going all the time. I think we've got that player pool from day one. I forget what the numbers are for Game Pass, but I think it's 20 million plus users, right? They will have access to our game from day one, which is kind of mind-blowing. I've never launched a game that's had that kind of accessibility from day one. So again, another benefit for developers that jump into Game Pass, not only do they get their development costs thrown at them by the big old Microsoft, but they also get a player base to boot. So that's very cool indeed. O'Driscoll did go on to praise Xbox for remaining hands-off during the creative process following the Game Pass reveal by explaining that Microsoft wanted the game we were making 
and didn't try to make any requests or demands, which is very cool indeed, and it makes a ton of sense. I'm personally very excited to play this game myself. The beta is also going to be happening this weekend, so I'm also going to try my best to play that one as well. It's going to be a busy gaming weekend. If anybody did check out the beta that was for the pre-orders last week, I'd love to know what you think of it. I'm personally not going to be pre-ordering this game because it is coming to Game Pass. I was planning to buy this game, and I thought that this would be a fantastic Game Pass game, and it makes sense for this particular one because obviously they need a large player base because it is going to be a co-op game. And I'm very excited to check this one out myself. I cannot wait to play the beta over the weekend. I am so excited. I might get into some games with some friends from the Instagram community because there is a ton of cool people over there that I know will be interested in playing this game. So I'm super hyped for this one. I can't wait to play the open beta over the weekend with my wife and friends. And I cannot wait to play the full game when it launches on October 12th. Another thing that I can't wait for, and that is a new South Park game. Well, apparently one is in development, which is very cool indeed. This news comes from Bloomberg, who is reporting that Matt Stone and Trey Parker have just signed a $900 million deal, so close to that billion, with Viacom CBS. And this six-year deal is apparently said to include new episodes of the television series, several spin-off movies, and a 3D video game that is set in the world of South Park. In addition to this, apparently an email from Matt Stone himself is being claimed to be sent to the Bloomberg's author known as Lucas Shaw, where he confirmed that the game is currently already in development internally in-house, so that's very cool indeed. It does also seem like Ubisoft will not be publishing this game whatsoever. They did previously work on South Park The Stick of Truth and South Park The Fractured But Whole. Both those games are absolutely fantastic. If you haven't played either, I suggest you go out and pick them up. You can probably get them pretty cheap now, especially with all the offers going on on the Xbox Store and PlayStation Store throughout the continuous time frame. But I suggest you definitely check both of those games out. I'm extremely excited for the prospects of another South Park game. I absolutely loved the previous forementioned games and I can't wait to see what Matt Stone and Trey Parker can do without Ubisoft's influence, without their input, without them going, hey look, we can't maybe do this, but maybe we could do this. It's going to be really cool to see what that pair can come up with without any influence and I'm really excited about that. I cannot wait to see what this game is. Fingers crossed it's not a mobile game. Fingers crossed it's a fully fledged game for console and PC because I'm very excited about this and I absolutely love South Park games and I want more of them in my life. Something that's also going to be in my life very soon, and that is Xbox's Gamescom 2020 livestream, which will be airing on August 24th. Xbox has finally announced that it will be holding the event for Gamescom 2021, and they'll be kicking things off. This comes from Xbox's Newswire site, where they confirmed that the stream will start at 6pm BST and will feature in-depth updates from some of our previously announced Xbox Game Studio titles alongside some of our third-party partners. The company has also promised updates on games coming to Xbox Game Pass for holiday 2021, which possibly is just a big old hint to say, hey look, you're going to finally get your release date for Halo. I think it's time for that. I do hope that is the case. I do think it's a little bit odd that they scheduled just one day before Gamescom's opening night live. However, they did confirm that they will be there in some form of presence. They didn't confirm what they'll be doing or how they'll be participating in ONL, but they will be there in some capacity. So that's something to be excited about there. That's very nice indeed. I am pretty excited for Gamescom. It is one of the biggest events of the year. It is the second biggest 
biggest behind E3, I would say. And I think this could be a great event for Xbox. They have a ton of stuff that they could be showing, which I kind of want to speculate on just a little bit. So firstly, I think they could definitely come here and announce a release date for Halo Infinite and maybe show a new trailer for campaign. I think that Halo Infinite release date is going to be in November, baby. I think it's time. I think that's when it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be any sooner than that. And it's probably going to be towards the tail end of November is my guess. They want to get in there just before holidays so they can slap it on all of the Xbox's boxes and you can go and then buy an Xbox Series X with Halo on. They already have Halo Infinite on the Xbox Series Xbox. They don't really have to do much there. They could just throw the game in and slap a sticker on the front saying it includes Halo Infinite free to play. Go have some fun. So yeah, that's one thing I think they'll show up with. I also think the Forza Horizon 5 will most likely turn up Get it, turn 10 makes Forza. But anyway, jokes aside, in some fashion, I do think there'll be some form of trailer. What it'll be, I don't know, but I think there'll be more of Forza. I'm personally not a huge Forza guy, so I won't be extremely hyped about this one. But I know it was one of the biggest things that was at E3 2021, so that's cool there. I also think there'll be something in regards to Game Pass. I don't know what, but I think it'll go one of two ways. I think Judgment could possibly be joining the service in early September. That would be a guess for me. That makes sense. It's a pretty big announcement. It also ties in with Xbox pushing Sega a little bit. They seem to keep announcing these games coming to Game Pass with like Yakuza and things of that nature. And they tend to do it on bigger stages. Ages. So it would make sense for them to save Judgment for Gamescom, have it come out in early September or have it available their day and date and then it will give players enough time to play through the game to then go and enjoy Lost Judgment when it releases at the end of September. The other thing I could also see happening is a big announcement for future additions to Game Pass, specifically for December because December is looking pretty empty. They already have this tradition of announcing things ahead of time, for example, back for Blood has been announced for October 12th, so it would make sense that maybe they have something for December. My guess would be Dying Light 2. Maybe they've gone over there. I don't know if Techland is going to be that type of company that would go, yes, get it out on Game Pass. But again, I think it's a possibility. But December is looking extremely quiet for Microsoft. There's not a ton of stuff that has been announced for Game Pass during that month, which makes sense because we're still a good way out from December. But I do think they need something big because that tends to be the one thing they have. They tend to have one big old chonking game for every single month for people to get excited about. And then they have that surrounded by many other titles thrown in there. An example would be for July. We had Microsoft Flight Simulator launching in July. August, we now have Psychonauts 2. Both of these are big games for Microsoft. It's something that they've showcased a lot. If they put Forza Horizon 5 for November, the only months that are really missing stuff is September and December. So it is a possibility that we'll see Judgment maybe thrown in as early September. That's their big title that they'll push for then. And then they'll have something in December is my guess. They've been going really hard in the paint in regards to Game Pass. And I can just see them continuing that as much as possible. So keep an eye out for that at Gamescom 2021. Either way, it's going to be a great time and I cannot wait. Next up is also something I cannot wait for, and that's a ton of games coming from the Xbox Indie Showcase. Xbox held another one of its indie showcases where they had a ton of cool indie games on show that will be coming to the platform, as well as they had some Game Pass announcements. So I thought I would go through and break down 
all of them from the show. So let's kick things off with Lightyear Frontier, which is another one of those open world farming exploration games. So think Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley, that type of thing. Then they came up with the city builder sim known as the Wandering Village. So that looks cool indeed. The next game was Labrat, which is a narrative puzzler coming in spring 2022. RPG Time, The Legend of Right will be coming to Xbox this winter. Ollie Ollie World got a shiny new trailer that showed off character creation as well as up to 120 FPS support, so that's very nice indeed. Inked A Tale of Love will arrive on Xbox on August 27. Get your love on, dog. Get your love on. Something I didn't think I would see at this event, and that is the return of Sam and Max, because they are going to be getting a remaster that is available today, right now, and that is Sam and Max Save the World. Sadly, not on Game Pass for that one. Then there was the platformer known as Aeon Drive that got a sparkly new gameplay demo that will be launching in fall 2021, the game, not the demo. One of the most exciting games that was shown off during this entire thing was The Big Con. This one looks really cool to me indeed. It is a crime-filled road trip adventure coming to Xbox on August 31st. It looked really interesting, it was kind of 90s themed, but it also features a ton of big named voice actors. We had talent like Troy Baker and Dave Fennoy turn up, which was very cool indeed, very excited about that. Then Veil The Shadow of the Crown will be releasing next week on August 19th. Aragami 2 got a gory new story trailer ahead of its launch on Xbox Game Pass on September 17th, excited for that one. Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous will be coming Coming to Xbox on March 1st, 2022. We're not done though, there's a ton more games. For example, Pepperazzi is exactly what you think it is. It's a dog photography game and it will be coming to Xbox Game Pass in the near future. Evil Genius 2 World Domination will be launching on Xbox Game Pass in Q4 2021. And I am pretty stoked for this one. This was revealed a while ago at the PC game show at one of the E3s and I was kind of excited for this one. I'm all for it. I like the look of it. I'm excited to be all evil and villainous. I cannot wait to get my sticky villain fingers on everything and basically be grew from the minions and send all my minions out to do different things. Hopefully there aren't minions in this game though. No minions. We have a couple more games left on the list. Stardew Valley will be officially heading to Xbox Game Pass, but no date was given, sadly, on that one. Library of Runa, a deck-building game, is available on Xbox Game Pass right now. Go play it, it looks pretty cool indeed. Space Lines from the Far Out got an in-depth interview with the developers behind the game. And lastly, The Artful Escape got a deep look into the game, as well as it coming to Game Pass in the future, so that's very cool indeed. It was a fantastic indie showcase. I was going to discuss the Nintendo Indie World Showcase thing that they do, but I thought, no, there wasn't really a ton of stuff. I was kind of comparing this one and the Nintendo stuff, and I kind of really prefer the Xbox one. So I thought, if I'm going to do a big old list of all the things that are coming, I thought I'd discuss the Xbox one, because that was my preferred one. There was a ton of cool games. I cannot wait to play them all. But I am kind of already drowning in my backlog, so maybe take a while to come out, please. Just a little bit. Just a little while. Just give me a couple months to catch up, and then you can, like, release everything. That would be cool. Thanks. Thanks, developers. I appreciate you. And on to our last news story of the day. Call of Duty Vanguard has been seemingly leaked via a data mine, which is very cool indeed. So artwork for Call of Duty Vanguard has been discovered by data miners in files for 
the next Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War update. So they managed to find some really cool marketing material and some cover shots, things like that. The image do seem to showcase official artwork from the game. And they also indicate that there'll be three editions for the game that includes a standard edition, a cross-gen bundle and an ultimate edition. There was also more artwork that was posted later on to Twitter which seemingly shows bonus content for these editions that includes early access to an open beta. Before we continue, can we just please stop with the cross-gen bundle rubbish? Just give me the game on next gen with the upgrades for free stop charging me and stealing my monies for no reasons because other developers do it xbox do it for free so why are you not doing it i know why because you want my money but please stop but anyway, there is a little bit more to this story because DualShock has also reported that a full reveal would possibly be coming on August 19th, which could tie in very nicely to a PlayStation State of Play event that could happen on the same date. That would make so much sense. Sony is seemingly kind of running around trying to get all their games together and put them in a state of play because right now it's looking kind of grim for PlayStation 5 for the foreseeable future. This year is looking kind of empty, especially if the reports of Horizon Forbidden West being delayed is true, then it would make sense that they would go, hey Activision, you know that deal we got? We'll give you more money. Just be at our show. You need to be our big game, please. Let us show you off. But anyway, there's also additionally more to this because Tom Henderson, the author of the original Dual Shockers article, put a very cryptic tweet on his Twitter account of an image and in it had a calendar and on that calendar November 5th was circled which could possibly be hinting at the release date for the game itself. Lastly if you're wondering who will be developing this game Sledgehammer Games did previously confirm that they will be leading development of the next Call of Duty by saying it was excited to be leading the charge on Call of Duty this year and cannot wait to share more. It is really strange that we've not heard any Anything else about Call of Duty yet. They tend to announce stuff in like May or like June and they tend to show off some trailer stuff. We get teaser stuff and things like that. I don't think that's going to be the case this time around. I think we're going to get gameplay straight off the bat. I think they might be waiting to see if the game was ready for launch in November and now they are sure that the game will be ready to launch this year. So it is kind of strange that Activision have not done their usual marketing stuff. I don't want to support Activision Blizzard right now with the whole stuff that is going on with Blizzard and harassment. I want to avoid those games like The Plague. I'm not going to be buying Diablo 2 no matter how much it pains me. I would have enjoyed that game so much with my wife but I have to make a stand somewhere in regards to people and humans and I just think it's rubbish that that type of stuff is going on but I think I might break with Call of Duty. I don't like Call of Duty normally. I've kind of like got off the bandwagon but there's all these like rumors that it's gonna have World at War maps in it and Call of Duty 5 is like my favorite. I love that game so much and if it's set in World War 1 or World War 2 I'm just gonna be so excited because I like that period of time. I don't know why in regards to games it just works for me it just clicks with me. I like the weapons I like the visceralness of the combat but I also don't want to support Activision Blizzard so I'm kind of in a bit of a sticky situation as we all are right now when it comes to that particular studio. But that is gonna be my time for this week's episode of the Hello ghostly podcast i hope you have enjoyed we'll be back again shortly with another fine episode of this gaming related goodness but as always i hope you have an awesome week slash weekend and i will catch you shortly in the next episode but until then ghostly out